No one likes being stuck. Sometimes if you're not getting better at something, it feels like you're at least effectively getting worse. So sometimes when songwriting, if you look back at your songs from years ago and you think the songs I'm writing right now aren't even that much better. I feel like I'm stuck in one place. I keep writing sort of similar songs and they're not clearly getting better over time, which doesn't mean that we should expect each song we write to be better than the last. But at some point you want to see that in five years, your average songwriting skills are better than they were five years ago, right? So why aren't my songs getting better? We're going to answer that question right now. friend. As I mentioned before, today we're going to be tackling the question of why aren't my songs getting better? This is an important question to ask, I think, because a lot of times, especially beginners of songwriting, get stuck very early on. I think that there's there tends to be sort of like, at first you're like, what the heck do I do? And then you get some semblance of sort of how to write a song, right? You write your first song and then you're excited. You're like, okay, let me write a second song. But a couple songs in, you're already feeling like, man, I, I feel slightly lost. I feel like I'm not really getting better. What do I need to do? Maybe for some of you, it might even be something where you know, you're writing the same style song, like you, you write it the same way, you're grabbing your guitar, playing some chords, maybe you're even repeating a chord progression from one song to another, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But at some point you feel like, wow, I, I feel like I'm drying up my creativity way too early. So regardless of your situation, we all, from one time to another, have periods where it feels like we're not getting better. And to some extent, sometimes those periods will just come and, you know, even if you're doing the right thing, there's some element of, you know, sometimes you go through a little bit of a dry spell and that happens. But for the most part, over time, you should see constant progress from year to year. You should see yourself on average getting better as a songwriter. So we're going to talk about three big reasons why you're not getting better um, so that you can make sure to tackle these things. Right. Like you, you want a clear path to be able to get better and to break through that wall. If you're hitting that wall of feeling like you're not really getting better. And one thing I just want to mention before we dive in, if you haven't already, I personally think the number one thing that your average songwriter is frankly not very good at, that they would write much, much, much better songs if they learn to do this specific thing very well. And that's lyric writing. Honestly, when you look at songs, even by very popular artists, the status quo for lyric writing is incredibly low. A great way to separate yourself and to really get into that really quality song artistic realm is to write great lyrics. And I think that's because on average, most people that become songwriters are basically musicians that are like, oh, well, I want to write music. And then they just have to write lyrics with it too, because they have a singer or whatever which is really not how we should look at songwriting because songwriting and music writing are different. In that songwriting, an essential element are the lyrics, right? The lyrics are very important in a song, which is why I think it's very important to nail those. And, and frankly, a lot of artists don't. So if you want to do that, I do have a free guide on six steps, my personal six steps that I use to go from an idea all the way to a completed lyric that I can be very proud of and passes the test that I always talk about that you should want your songs to t pass, which is the idea that you could just take the lyrics, print it out and put it on your wall in a frame and it would look like, wow, this is a good poem and somebody could read it and be moved by it even without 
any assistance from the music and the emotion of the melody, right? The lyrics should be able to stand on its own. So if you want to do that, grab that free guide. Link will be in the description below. Highly recommend it. I also have a uh, live stream that I did that was also around those similar subjects. So go check that out as well. If you are on YouTube, if you're listening via podcast, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you will see these when they come out because I do plan on doing some um, more live streams. Really enjoyed doing the one and I definitely plan on doing more. I'm not sure exactly what the next subject will be, but if you have thoughts and you're on YouTube, let me know in the comments. I always want to hear what you have to say. And at the end of the day, as I always say, or I say a lot, and hopefully you're getting it, (laughs) I'm here to help you. And the best way that you can help me help you is to tell me what you would like to learn. Tell me what you're struggling with. So yeah, you don't even need to tell me what to learn. If you can just tell me, let me know in the comments below, what is your number one struggle with songwriting, right? Is it is it you have lyrics, but you're like, ah, it's just they're not very good. So it's turning your okay lyrics into great lyrics. Is it coming up with an idea for your lyrics? Is it coming up with, um, you know, a, a guitar riff that is that is interesting, right? Is it coming up with interesting music? Maybe you write good melodies, but you feel like your music is always lackluster. I don't know. Let me know what your biggest struggle with songwriting is in the comments, and then I will try to figure out good content that will help you through that issue. All right, let's dive in. We're going to talk through three reasons why your songs are not getting better. First reason, you don't leave your comfort zone. No one gets better at anything by simply doing what you're already good at, right? This, this may seem obvious, but like if you're already good at shooting three th- free throws, I'm sorry, three throws, <laughs> three throws, that's hilarious. Anyway, if you're already good at shooting free throws, but maybe dribbling is not as strong for you, or maybe three-point shooting isn't as as strong, going with a basketball analogy this time. Maybe you should practice something else, right? If you already have a 90% free throw shooting percentage, which by the way, I think would make you the greatest of all time for free throws in the NBA, that might not be true, but like 90% is really good, right? So um, maybe you should practice something else, right? Like if you keep practicing free throws, you're just going to get better and better and better, or just hit that wall of like, you're already great at free throws. You can only get so much better. But meanwhile, there are other aspects of your game that probably could use that practice and and could use work, right? Because at some point there's diminishing returns and practicing the same thing over and over again, right? Like for example, as a pianist or a guitarist, at some point, you're probably never going to hit this point, but there is some point where like your skill kind of increases at a certain rate, right? But that's going to taper off, right? At some point, you know, you 10 hours of practice used to make you, you know, a certain amount better, but now 10 hours of practice just, just has diminishing returns, right? Like it does, it doesn't make you, you don't level up nearly as much in 10 hours now as you did 10 years ago, right? So sort of think of like a video game, right? Like in a video game early on, usually, you know, whether it's Pokemon or whatever, like you level up really fast, right? You, you might go do one battle and you, and you just go from level six to level seven in one battle. Meanwhile, when you're at like level 90, it takes hours of gameplay to maybe get to level 91, right? So think like that, that tends to be how things work, right? There's because there's a limit, right? There's a limit to how fast your fingers can move mechanically. And yes, you can keep pushing that line, but you know, stop spending all your time on a strength in your comfort zone, 
right? It's good to keep up with that, right? And you want to play to your strengths. I've talked about that before. I think I talked about it last week. But don't keep practicing what you're great at and not try to leave your comfort zone, right? Your goal is to become a good songwriter, not a good writer of, you know, acoustic guitar-based ballads, right? Like, that's not your goal, I hope, right? You want to be a good songwriter. Now, that doesn't mean, like, hey, I know you're a rock person, but, like, go write country, right? I'm, I'm not telling you to go that far, but there should be some level of you need to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. I haven't figured out what the percentages are. Let me know in the comments if, if, if you have an idea. As you, as you might know if you followed me for a while, I, I, it's really important to me to sort of get to the... I think foundation is important for everything, right? Because if you really understand the foundation of anything, whether it's music, songwriting, finances, whatever it is, if you understand the foundation, the rest you can kind of just figure out on your own because you have such a strong foundation. So anyway, and a part of that to me is sort of figuring out philosophies when it comes to songwriting or whatever it is you're doing. Anyway, but off the top of my head, I want to say like 50% of your songs or so, should play to your strengths, right? So if you think of a 10-song album, you should have like three singles that play to your strengths, right? Like that's your sound that everybody knows you for. And then probably two more songs that sort of fit into that realm very nicely um, that are playing to your strengths that maybe wouldn't be singles. But then the other five songs are sort of your, your chance to experiment, right? That's where you maybe have a seven-minute song, right? You have something that's a little longer. Maybe it has a really long solo or several solos, but you don't normally do that. Um, you know, maybe maybe you're you're normally a person that that is big on like myself. I like piano riffs and then so like piano based songs, um, and and great melodies and all that. So like maybe you write a bass line first for one of those other songs, right? So I don't know what the exact percentage is, but even if you just pick one, right? Like pick a certain percentage of like okay, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to be intentional about leaving your comfort zone because the reality of a comfort zone, right, is we default to comfort. Right? Like human beings in general, if you can do the comfortable thing or the uncomfortable thing, pretty much everybody's just going to default to the comfortable thing. You have to force yourself to the uncomfortable thing. So, like in my case, right, I had been thinking about laser eye surgery for a while because I used to wear glasses, but glasses annoyed me. I never saw myself as a person with glasses because I got them in high school. They're just a pain. If you go outside with glasses and it's raining, like it steams up, it's really annoying. I hate like when I take a shirt off, right? I have to, like if I change, I have to take glasses off. And then I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I, I always hated glasses. I found them annoying wearing them. I think because like I lived most of my life growing up without them. So I wasn't super used to them, but I also am like deathly afraid of most medical stuff. I don't have a lot of fears, but medical stuff freaks me out. Um, but especially eye stuff, eye stuff creeps me out. Like I could never do contacts. I told myself because poking my eye, just the thought of it makes me just tremble. But I decided to face my fear and I got PRK, which is laser eye surgery. So now I don't have to wear glasses anymore, right? But my default for a while, even though my coworkers were telling me, hey, get LASIK or PRK, you know, do it. You won't regret it. I promise you won't regret it, right? A friend from a church was telling me the same thing. You won't regret it. Do it. It'll be great. But I defaulted to the comfort zone, right? Because my comfort zone is just not doing anything about it. 
So I had to tell myself, no, 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 this will be good for you. And I forced myself. I just signed up, right? I went to my eye doctor and right away I'm like, yes, I want a consultation. And then at the consultation, I'm like, yep, you have an opening next Friday. So my turnaround time was a week, right? I didn't even give my chance, myself a chance to go back into my comfort zone and to chicken out, right? I told myself, no, you're going to do this. You don't like wearing glasses. Do it. Face your fears. That and a theme for me recently has been facing fears and getting out of my comfort zone because I'm convinced that you can't really become great at anything if you don't get out of your comfort zone. And really, it's sort of a, a training, right? So like, yes, I know I'm going on about the laser eye surgery, but keep with me here. It's connected. So like, you know, it, in general, I think everything in life is somewhat connected, right? So if I can get out of my comfort zone with, you know, lasers fixing my eyes, then that helps me to face my fear in, in other areas, right? So anyway, more of the story is that you want to challenge yourself to do at least one different or unconventional thing in some of your songs, right? So something I like to do is in every song, I like to have one thing that I do differently than what I've done before. And this might be a really small thing, right? Sometimes it's just like, you know, for example, in the arrangement of the song, I'll use, say, a synth that sounds sort of like a brass instrument, right? Which is not something I've normally done, but for a song I'm writing now, I'm actually adding that because I thought brass would fit nicely. So I made myself do that, right? Or, you know, so that's minor, right? That's minor. That's one of the many instruments in an arrangement. But you also can de- do more, do- like, more major things, right? You can... You can try a completely different style of instrumentation. Um, you, you could even change up your instrument, right? Maybe maybe you always use guitar as your main instrument, but you go ukulele, right? You change to piano. Maybe, um, you know, you're very acoustic, but you actually use electric guitar for one song. Something like that. Force yourself to leave your comfort zone. No, and even if the song doesn't make, I don't know if you're recording albums or if you're doing EPs or what your goals are, maybe you just write for yourself. I don't know. But regardless of your situation, it, it just helps expand yourself a little bit and get better as a songwriter to force yourself to do something out of your comfort zone. Best way to get past a wall or it can be one of the best ways. I don't know about best way. We have two more reasons we got to talk about. Reason number two. There's another thing I talk about a lot, but there's a reason I talk about it a lot because the more I talk about it, the more hopefully you will be convinced and take it to heart. Reason number two, you aren't spending enough time on editing. You may have heard the phrase writing is editing or good writing is editing. And this is so true, right? I, I think for some reason, when people think writing, they think the, the process of typing letters into a computer, right? I'm writing, right? If I started writing a blog post right now, right? I, I just said it right there, right? Writing. And for some reason, like we all know, for example, whether it's a Stephen King novel or whatever, we all know that they wrote a first draft and then they kept editing and editing and editing and basically took something that was mostly garbage and turned it into something good, right? We know that conceptually, but for some reason we have this expectation that our initial writing is going to be really good, right? And and that sometimes comes with the music too. You might come up with a riff that you're like, oh, this is pretty good. But like, 
I don't know, spend some time changing it up just a little bit. You might find something even better. Or if you like your melody, okay. But why don't you try improvising some more melodies? You might find a melody that you like even more, which you could consider in some ways music editing, right? Maybe you have a chord progression already or you have a piano riff. So now you're improvising over it to figure out what the vocal melody would be. Don't just stop when you find something good, right? Once, once you find something good, tweak it a little bit. You know, maybe in your vocal melody, just pick one note and you're like, okay, I went down before. Let me try going up. Little things, right? Keep editing. A lot of times it's easy to be like, oh, this is pretty good and then stop. But stopping at pretty good isn't going to get you all the way to a great song. So I think we can all write a song in 30 minutes if we really had to, right? If, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, write a song in 30 minutes, I could absolutely do that. But 99% of the time, probably 99.99% of the time, it's going to be utter garbage, right? Generally speaking, you're not going to write a good song in 30 minutes. You might write the beginning of what will become a good song or a great song because how you edit your song is responsible for 95% of the end product, not how good your initial idea was, right? There are countless examples anywhere, right, of like great idea, bad execution, or not really that different or interesting of an idea, but the execution is so good it doesn't really matter, right? So, for example, I feel like I haven't brought Star Wars up in a while, so we'll go there. I think that if you just take the general story arc of episode four, five, and six, right, the original trilogy, it's kind of meh, right? But the execution's great. And, and I know certain parts of the plot are great, but for the most part, it's fairly conventional, right? Like, Farm boy finds out he has powers and then he saves the world. Ba a basic hero's journey, right? Really simple. Not a lot going on. You know, there's the big bad empire and then the good rebels, right? It's, 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 it's nothing to write home about as far as the concept. Now, the concept of the space and lightsabers and all that, all that's brilliant. But the basic plot idea is really not outside of, again, certain twists like the I am your father stuff. But the basic... Um, arc of Luke is really nothing to write home about. But because of the incredible execution of those movies, it's become by far the most iconic movie franchise on the planet, almost undisputably. Maybe you could argue something else, but good luck. But the prequels, which some people hate, and I'm, I, I, I love but also am angry because of the reason I'm about to say... The plot of that, the arc of that, of how Darth Sidious plays both sides and Anakin's tragic fall to the dark side and how it actually makes sense, it especially makes sense if you watch The Clone Wars, which, by the way, is phenomenal. Watch it. First season or two is just okay, but it gets really good. Um, don't judge it because it's animated. It's not a kid show. It's actually darker than, like, all the movies. It gets dark. Jedi's tortured to death. And anyway, um, so, but the basic arc of it is brilliant. But the execution, right, because George Lucas can't really write dialogue to save his life, is not that great, right? Especially episode one and two. Episode three is pretty good, but episode one and two, just the execution is not great. But the plot and the idea and the concept of, like, watching this hero become the villain is just fascinating. It's so much better than the original trilogy. But the execution wasn't nearly as good, which is what makes the original trilogy better, right? So, you know... And that applies to TV shows, everything else, right? There are plenty of times the idea and the end product are completely different, right? Because at the end of the day, the end product's what matters. You can take an idea that's really 
not that great or is just, you know, same old, same old. But if your execution is good enough, it doesn't matter. Whereas a brilliant idea, if you come up with a brilliant idea in the next half an hour, that doesn't mean that your song is going to be brilliant within that half an hour, right? If you write the whole song. So I've talked about this before. Ideas are cheap and overrated, right? Everybody has great ideas. All of us probably have a hundred ideas that we think is a million dollar business, but are you going to make that? Are you going to actually do it? Are you going to put, put out the years of work it's going to take to actually implement that? No, right? Ideas are cheap. The same is true of songs, which is why I recommend having an idea sheet where you just write all your ideas and you have a running list of tons and tons of ideas. So what's, what's, what's this heart of you aren't spending enough time on editing? You need to take pride in the details. Okay. Here's the thing. If you have a couple sentences or a couple pages or even a couple chapters in a book that are kind of like, eh, okay, you spent too much time describing how the butterfly's wings fluttered through the, the velvet sky, right? Like, or whatever. But you can get past that because in the scheme of the book, right, that might be sort of just like, oh, that was kind of an odd chapter, but now we're back to like, the good stuff that, that, that we're here for. You can forgive that. But in a song, you have maybe a hundred words, maybe 200 words total in this song, right? You have, you have four minutes to work with and you're packing a whole story. You're packing a whole idea. You're packing a whole song into about four minutes. Probably it might be as small as like two and a half minutes and it might be eight minutes. I don't know, but it's very packed, right? So every word Every little melody choice matters, right? You can't, you shouldn't phone in every part because again, I've talked about this before, but let's take, you know, your average professional artist. We've we said before, okay, the most they do these days is like one 12 song album every two years. Most are like one 12 song album every three or four or a 10 song album, whatever. We'll do the 12. That means six songs a year. Let's assume four minutes per song. That means every single year, six times four is 24, 24 minutes of total content. For frame of reference, I'm going to be, this podcast, this video is going to be more than 24 minutes right now, right? And I'm just sitting and recording this based off of an outline that I've already done, right? And I'm just doing it right now. So that is not a lot of time, right? As a songwriter, even a professional band, right, will produce 24 minutes of music on average, or really on the high end, per year. 24 minutes. So every second counts. Every little decision that you think is little counts. So you really need to, as a songwriter, you have to care about the details. I'd argue any writer really needs to care about the details, but as much as like an author or a screenwriter or a director has to care about the details, how much more do you have to care about the details as as a songwriter, right? We live in a world where people, you know, you have 30 seconds to catch their attention when it comes to a song, and if you don't, they're skipping to the next song, right? So you have to take pride in the details. Take extra time to make sure you like every phrase of your melody, Take the time, take pride in the details. Reason number three why your songs aren't getting better. So again, let's review. You don't leave your comfort zone, so you got to get out of that comfort zone, right? If you stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to get better. 
Reason number two, you aren't spending enough time on editing because editing is writing. And at the end of the day, probably the biggest way for you to be, go from an okay songwriter to a good songwriter or a good to great is, you know, before you spent five hours editing your song, maybe now spend 10. That's going to have more of a result than like expecting the seed or expecting the idea of the song to be better, right? Your ideas might not get better over time, really. And who cares, right? Like, because again, ideas are cheap. You just want to generate a lot of them and then spend a lot of time on editing and refining and, and, and just sitting and dwelling on, on, you know, the song, where you want it to go, what, what the story really is, what's the real heart of the story, what's the theme. Not that your song necessarily needs to have a theme, but that is a side thing for another day. So reason number three, you aren't learning. Now, here's the good news. You're watching this, right? You're listening to this. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to this podcast, even if this is the first one you've done in your entire life that you've decided to take the dive and you're like, okay, I'm going to learn about songwriting. You've now taken the first step. That's good. But the key to anything is you have to keep learning. And in my mind, there's basically just two aspects to learning. You learn best by doing, right? We all have to actually do the thing. I've talked before, I had a whole podcast that basically told you, look, if you've listened to 20 of my podcasts in a row, or now 20 videos, right, and you haven't written a song or even worked on a song, I, I told you, stop this right now and go write a song, right? Because at some point, you can't just listen to me talk. You can't just listen to other people talk. You need to actually do the work, right? Because I think sometimes learning can become consumption. So you do need to avoid that right? And you avoid that by balancing. Because again, two ways to learn. One of them is what you're doing right now, right? You're listening to me, you're watching me, you're learning about songwriting, right? That's good. But the other aspect is you actually have to do it. You actually have to practice it, right? Like back to the free throw example, if you just watch a video on how to, how to how the right form to do a free throw, right? Like exactly where to hold your hands and, and, and what, how much of a role your fingertips play or whatever. I don't know, but like some breakdown of that. Like I remember I was a tennis player in high school. So, uh, we, we would watch on rainy days where we couldn't practice outside. We would actually watch a video that broke down the mechanics of a serve and it would like, you know, freeze frame. And then it would like break down and put lines to show you like what part of your body should be straight and, and how your hand is curving over the ball and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which was great. Right. That's helpful. But if I never then implemented that and then practiced it and tweaked it as I was practicing, it wouldn't do me any good, right? And that seems obvious, right? And yet sometimes we find ourselves just learning without actually putting that into practice, which is the best way to learn. Because I would argue you could never become a great songwriter just by listening to this podcast, just by watching these videos. Never. You can become a great songwriter just by practicing songwriting, right? I don't think that somebody needs to listen to this podcast or watch these videos or learn from me or anybody else to become a great songwriter. I don't think it's necessary. I think it helps accelerate you though, right? Because now instead of you having to learn lessons the hard way, maybe you would have done like weird things like tempo changes and 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 not know what keys were for like 2 years of songwriting and feel like all oh, these songs feel off i don't know why but if you listen to my podcast right you or you downloaded the the free guide on the four pillars of song of music theory i think every songwriter needs to know 
then you would know, oh, okay, I understand keys now. And that saves you tons of time of making pointless mistakes and writing a bunch of songs that are like, uh, don't feel quite right because they're, they don't, um, take into account any of the rules, which I say take into account because yes, rules are meant to be broken, especially when it comes to creative creativity, but you do need to understand the rules to know how to break them properly. Um, won't go too deep into that because I've talked about that before. So you aren't learning. Two aspects. You got to practice, 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 write, 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 edit, edit, edit. But also it's great that you're here. Keep coming back, right? Or maybe you've decided by this point, man, I don't like this Joseph guy. He talks about Star Wars too much. I don't know. Maybe you have, you don't, you know, this podcast, this video isn't for you. And maybe there's somebody else that you'd rather learn from, right? Everybody has their own style. Some people are more like, I'm going to teach you how to write a popular song, right? Like write a hit, 10 easy steps. I think those people are full of crap. Um, not to throw them under the bus, but, and I also think that trying to write a hit is, is, a wrong perspective, right? You should want to write a great song and a hit and great song are two completely different things. And also the reality is for the most part, hits are just whatever is pumped out by the already popular artists, right? Like the idea that you can produce a a hit or manufacture it. If that were true, then like, it's just obviously it's so it's like self-evident that that's ridiculous and untrue. Anyway, regardless, doesn't matter who you learn from. I do think it's important to have some form Maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's a podcast or video series like this that you listen to, but it is important to supplement your doing, right? Because you actually have to write. It's important to supplement that by also learning, but you got to get that balance right. You don't want to spend too much time learning without actually doing songwriting. And by the other token, you don't want to just songwrite without supplementing your songwriting with some learning, right? Because maybe something I said here will help save you time in the future, right? Like you were confused why you hit the wall. And then I said, don't leave, you have to leave your comfort zone. And you're like, wow, it it seems obvious, but I'd never even thought to do that. I I now realize that every song I've written, I grab my guitar, I start strumming, I figure out a chord progression, usually in the key of G. And now me saying that, right, makes you realize, oh, yeah, you're right. Literally, if I just say this song I'm going to do in the key of E, that can help to inspire me differently. So it's really important to make sure you learn. It's important to be intentional about your writing and your practicing. It's also important to be intentional about learning. Again, I mentioned it earlier. I think the number one way that you can get better as a songwriter that is an easier win because most songwriters I feel like are not very good at lyrics. In the description, my six steps to writing great lyrics to go from idea all the way to a really great lyric that you can be proud of and put up on your wall and it passes great poetry, which I think should be our goal for every single lyric we write. It's a six-step checklist that you can print out and it's also a, a document that fully explains all of those steps, how to implement them, how to do it. It should really get you all the way from A to Z with lyric writing. Probably my favorite of my free three my three free guides. Be sure to get it because it's free. I don't know why I would even need to say any more. Seems obvious to me. If you enjoy this content and you're on YouTube, please drop a like. 
I would appreciate that. It helps with the YouTube algorithm, helps other people find this content so I can help them write music as well, help them with their songwriting as well. And if you like this, if you want to learn every single week, I have a podcast released every single Monday, which is this show that you're watching right now. Be sure to subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, again, click the little notification bell so that you're notified when these videos come out. If you listen via podcast, the best thing you can do to help me is to leave a kind review on iTunes. If you really like this, hopefully four or five stars, let me know what it is that you like about this podcast. I definitely always try to take the time to read those. Um, Although I haven't done that in a little bit, so I'm going to I'm going to do that. But um, anyway, I hope this was helpful to you and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>